Thank you so much for joining me for Miss Charm School podcast. It has been a journey to journey with you throughout this past year. It's been exciting to see the growth, women and men listening from all over the globe, from Europe to the continent of North America, throughout the Caribbean and beyond. I'm honored to have you here. Thank you for every like, every share, every subscribe. Continue to spread the good news of the amazing work that you're doing in your life to be your highest and best self through the content here on Miss Charm School Podcast. Thank you and happy holidays. Hey there, welcome into another episode of Miss Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Welcome, 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 welcome. You know the drill for those of you who are coming back. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in, come on in. Make sure you have your libations. You got to stay hydrated, okay? I am going to be double downing on that hydration plug (laughs) because I recently went somewhere and they were asking me how much do I hydrate myself and I just honestly was like, probably not enough. So here's your daily reminder to get your water in by go ahead and grabbing you something to hydrate yourself. You guys know I love infused water if you've been here for some time. And sometimes infused water can be as simple as squeezing a bit of lemon in some water to help detox your system, to help um, put that acid in your system as well. Alkaline water is great as well to help balance yourself. You are made up of so much water, literally, the molecules and the cells of your body. So go ahead and replenish yourself with that vital life-giving source. Yes, 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 yes. Again, for those of you who are new, welcome. Those of you who are returning, welcome. Miss Charm School podcast is for women who are modern boss babes looking to re-engage their feminine energy, their sensuality, and their spirituality. I also like to describe Miss Charm School podcast as a place for women who are transitioning from their womanhood into their queendom. What does that mean? Well, when you're in your womanhood season, it's really your me season, okay? As my mother says, you can eat and break the plate. Your decisions only really impact yourself, thyself. When you get elevated to queendom, which I believe is God promotion, because I believe the scripture that says all promotion comes by God. When you get elevated to your queendom season, your queendom season is simply that your decisions no longer only impact yourself, but they impact nations. Your queendom can manifest in having a child, becoming a mother, Your queendom could manifest in marriage or becoming a fiance. Your queendom could manifest in taking care of a loved one. Your queendom could manifest in promotion in your career space or starting a business and hiring staff or having people on your team that have to report to you or that you have to help uh, organize. Queendom can manifest in lots of different ways and different aspects of your life. But here on Miss Charm School Podcast, we want to be excellent queens. Yes, we want to be excellent queens. We want to execute the position of queendom and the function of queendom that God has promoted us to with grace, with class, with excellence. And so it's my honor to have this space with you to share with you, not just the private journal writings and the life lessons that God brings me to and the revelations that God brings me to, but to connect you with different women around the world who are also modern boss babes who are engaging their femininity, their feminine energy, their sensuality, and their spirituality. 
Recently, we've had Elegance Coach Madame Cabango join us. We've also had an excellent event planner and florist in Gina Jones join us. We've had Relationships Love Coach Debrina Jackson Gandy, an author, national bestselling author, join us. And there's going to be so much more, so much more. So I'm happy to connect you all with these amazing women literally around the world from France to the West Coast to the East Coast. Um, And I'm looking forward to having someone from the Caribbean on very soon to talk to us about sensuality and body movement. And so it's just been um, amazing. This has been such an incredible, amazing journey to go on with all of you. Yeah, so thank you so much for those of you who are new. I'm going to go ahead and ask as well before we get into this week's episode, if you would share and subscribe to this Miss Charm School podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, we are available on Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and uh, there's one more Google Play, I believe as well. But just about anywhere you get your podcasts, we are there. So go ahead and share this with a loved one, someone else that pops in your mind as you're listening to this episode, I would be so greatly appreciative. All right. (laughs) So to get into this week's episode, I really wanted to talk to you guys about movement and specifically around breath. (sighs) Yes. As you already know, for those of you who are returning, most of the times uh, when I do an introduction, to Miss Charm School Podcast, I have us breathe. We stop, we take in deep breaths, we breathe, we center and ground ourselves. I didn't do that this episode, but maybe that's because I actually want to talk to you all about breath and movement. This has been something that's been very near and dear to my heart. Many of you know about uh, my father passing recently and before his passing I had opened up a little bit about his health and all of those things and so with a family member recently passing and I've learned of some other people close to me cousins and stuff that have had uncles and different things pass away life has become that much more precious to me life has become something to not take for granted and while we all know that in our brain It's different when death sort of visits your house. And I had the opportunity to see my father um, after he passed. So I had the opportunity to see his body um, as he was there resting and, you know, not going to respond to me talking to him or crying or anything. And it just really humbled me. And the next time I got ready to do a workout, I just thank God for the ability to move my body. I thanked God for the ability to stretch my arms and touch my toes and do a high kick or do jumping jacks or whatever it is. The exercises that I hate even doing, I just thank God for being able to do those things. And they may sound small and they may sound simple. And I know we're all, you know, praying for money and finances and the bigger house and the bigger car and the bigger, more, whatever. But I just decided to refocus on that, which I've taken for granted, which is the activity of my limbs, moving my body, breathing. Death reminds you that the person literally cannot breathe if they wanted to. (laughs) They're just not able to. So being able to breathe, being able to move is so critically important. 
And if you live in the Western world, specifically in the United States of America, perhaps even Canada, I'm not sure, walking is something that a lot of people just don't do anymore. <laughs> and if you live in California, like I do, most of us take the freeway or even on the streets, a lot of people don't walk. And it's interesting because there is a perception for those who live outside of the U.S. looking in on us. They think that we're just, we don't walk, we don't really move our body, we're overweight, we eat hamburgers and french fries all the time, and pizza. And that's true for a lot of people, actually, and chicken wings, okay? That's true for a lot of people. But I wanted to really encourage you to not overlook the small things, the quote-unquote small things, because they're not small. The person who's not able to move and not able to breathe wishes they had what you have right now. The ability to operate a vehicle, to drive a car, to get up to go walking. And these are things we complain about. The ability to go exercise, the ability to drink water on your own, the ability to eat and not have stomach problems or uh, not be able to keep food down. The things that we take for granted, somebody else is craving for the ability to have in this very moment. And so, yes, I share that to bring a gratitude, but I also share that to remind you to move. Even if it's getting up and going for a walk for 20 minutes, do it. Do it every day, every day. Just make the habit of doing it. And while you're out walking in your neighborhood, you know, and I encourage you, if you have to multitask with walking the dog or taking your kid out, I understand. But I want to encourage you to do some level of movement that's just your own. That could be going to a dance class. That could be taking a swim class. That could be going to a pole dancing class. That, whatever that is, I just want to encourage you to do something that's just you, your time, you alone, by yourself, or in a class with other people, but you singularly doing something for you that is movement, that encourages you to slow down and breathe and pushes you to breathe harder and pant even, to put your body back in that cycle of movement and back in that cycle of breath. For whatever reason, it's popping in my brain right now, but intimacy with your partner does not count. <laughs> I mean something specifically, just you. Walking on the treadmill, whatever that is, go do something, go move, go breathe. And so this is also inspired by recent events in my life, but because of those recent events, I've also decided to re-engage uh, talk therapy and re-engage the physical body arts as a therapy. So uh, many of you may not know, some of you may, if you are personal friends of mine listening to this, but I, a couple years ago, started EFT. And EFT is a form of tap therapy where it's really about moving the energetic, uh, the energy in your body through tap therapy and through voice and different affirmations that you speak over yourself or through. It's like you have a particular saying that you say as you talk yourself through it. I am by no means an EFT expert, so if you're interested in that, look it up, please, on Google. And uh, one day I was working through a memory, a childhood memory that I really wanted to move out of my body, and I end up YouTubing EFT, tap therapy, and landed on this video. I know it was God-led, 
and the woman walk through how to heal a core childhood wound memory. And I did the exercise with her and it was so powerful. I cried. I just, I felt the energetic opening and the energetic release. And so since then, I've been open to EFT tap therapy and I've done some workshops and classes with some different people and I highly recommend it. I think it's very powerful and I've wonderfully enjoyed working with the different people that I've hired to do the tap therapy. So um, I thought about that recently and decided to tap back in (laughs) to talk therapy, which is a bit different, uh, regular uh, traditional therapist and also re-engage massages, physical body movement. Tap therapy, EFT tap therapy is you tap your own body and move yourself through the exercises. But with massages, I really wanted to work with someone who understands that they have the power to move energy in your body through their hands and someone who understands the healing power of touch. I was fortunate to find a man in my city who understands just that. And so I had an opportunity to go by his studio and work with him. And he began to reveal different things about me, you know, where my body's tight, where there's tension. He could feel certain muscles in my body that I had not been engaging, other muscles that I had been over-engaging and overextending and helped me at least become aware of where I've been stiff and where I've been carrying a lot of locked in emotional energy. And as I sat there on the massage table getting kind of worked out, um, I thought to myself how much women in particular, we don't engage or we consider this as something that is optional or something that is not necessary like a luxury that's the word i'm looking for we consider the body arts movement exercise a gym membership going to a dance class how many of you consider that optional a luxury something that oh when i have time i'll go do it or when i have extra money i'll go do it we often set those things on a back burner you know food we know we need to eat every day but we don't often set the same priority on moving our body or going to someone and having someone touch us. Touch is so powerful. You know, um, studies have shown to have an animal around you when you're in old age or even a plant, something that you're nurturing, touching, watering, can increase your chances of living longer. Living with a partner a healthy partner, might I add, because I believe in your home environment should be one that's encouraging and uplifting and not something that's toxic and draining. But having the right home environment, living with another person also increases your chances of living longer. Having a person even just to fuss with, argue with, um, you know, rub toes with, whatever, it's healthy for you. I think that's important even when you look in nature mammals often couple up with one another they have someone that they mate with that they lay down with that they go get food with eat with cuddle with we see that with lions and pandas and elephants and giraffes and all kinds of animals in nature and the animals were created prior to human beings if you believe the genesis uh, creation sequence as i do 
And so the same way they were built for companionship and mate with one another, man was not meant to be alone. And therefore woman was created to be a companion with man. And so oftentimes we're all, we're moving through life very much like an island, like we don't need one another and we do. We need one another, we need our friends. Hopefully your friends are positive and encouraging and uplifting and not pulling you into drugs and alcohol and partying your life away, which is quite frankly not fruitful or spending your money, which is also not fruitful for you. Hopefully you have friends that are encouraging you to get closer to God, to move your body, to drink water, who are there, who are hugging you and loving on you and compassionate with you and caring with you. And even if you guys quarrel sometimes that you have friends that are willing to say, I'm sorry, let's move past this. Let's get back on the same page. I miss you. That matters. And it matters that you show up that way with the people in your life. And the more you show up, the more you will naturally begin to attract the tribe of people into your life that mirror that same energy. And those in your life that don't mirror that energy will fall off. Just stay consistent to you staying in that space, energetic space. But the point of it is, <laughs> we're not meant to do this thing alone. We're better together. We're stronger together. That's the same for a march. A march is more powerful as the collective people come together supporting whatever mission and goal it is. We're powerful together in voting. We're powerful together when we come to sing together in a choir. All of those things, we're stronger together as a people. And so as I begin to re-engage body movement and re-engage um, being massaged and learning about myself, I learned that there's all these energy deposits, if you will, in my body that needed to be moved out. And it may take some time for me to do that, but at least I am aware that they need to be moved out. And so I started to redo yoga, which is at times controversial for a lot of Christians because apparently some of the yoga poses or all of the yoga poses, I'm not sure, I have not studied or researched, potentially are um, poses of worship to other deities. Again, I haven't researched. I don't know that. But what I do know is that people have said that and there have been Christians who have denounced yoga for that reason. I personally still enjoy yoga and my favorite yoga style is yin, where you get to really hold the poses and really stretch and it allows, um, I believe, the muscles in your body to really like get into a pose and really kind of relax into a pose and really stretch. And this could simply be because I um, used to do dance. I still do dance. I st my parents started me in dance when I was young. And so I'm used to like ballet, deep stretching, thigh stretching, split stretching. And so yin yoga, I just absolutely love be because it is time for me to just sit and really stretch. <laughs> but this time I decided to re-engage the traditional yoga practice. And what I love about that is the first time I redid yoga in a long time, I cried through the exercise. And I cried because I really tried to focus on my breath for those 30 minutes. And as I was really focusing on my breath, I could feel the oxygen going to my back. I could feel the oxygen going to my thighs. I could feel the oxygen going to my lower abdomen. And as the oxygen was 
flowing into these places in my body, I could feel how tight they were, how sore they were, how neglected they've been. And so again, just this is the motivation and the inspiration for today's episode is pay attention to yourself. With the recent passing of my father, taking care of yourself has become even more important. It's always been important to me, but it's become even more important. We often ignore our body. We often ignore what our body's trying to tell us. We pop a pill when we have a migraine. We don't take the opportunity and the time to go deeper to actually figure out what is my body trying to signal to me? What is my body actually trying to say? I have a website um, that I like to look at that has mind-body-link affirmations. And I believe it's based off of the book by Louise Hay, which is called Heal Thyself. I believe it's Heal Thyself or Heal Yourself, but the author is definitely Louise Hay, H-A-Y. And in that book, she um, breaks down different body ailments to spiritual causes. So for example, migraines, I believe, is often linked to sexual frustration. She also has headaches in there, ulcers in there, different types of cancer in there, toe problems, overweight problems. If you're carrying extra weight in your thighs, she um, equates that to anger at the parents. If you're carrying extra weight in your stomach or in your back or in your shoulders, the right side of your body being masculine, the left side of your body being feminine energy. And if you have problems with the left side of your body shutting down or the right side of your body shutting down, what does that mean? And so I find that a wonderful book to at least be a starting ground to try to take a step deeper behind what's actually happening in your body to understand what spiritual implication is your body trying to make you aware of. I believe that things do start in the spirit first before they manifest in the physical. And so oftentimes we're just ignoring it or we haven't been taught. My parents never taught me that there might be spiritual reasons why you get sick or why you get the flu. And my dad was an ordained minister and I grew up in the church as a preacher's kid. And my dad was assistant pastor of a church and my mother was like a first lady. And so, you know, I very much grew up in the church that way, but these were things that they didn't teach us. These are things that they didn't know themselves. And so as I've been on this journey in my life, I've been able to share those things with my family members and even my father before he passed away, um, he was battling with pancreas cancer and pancreas in the book with Louise Hay is associated to a lack of joy and having a negative outlook on life that all the sweetness of life is gone. And I shared that with my father while he was in the hospital. And when he saw it and read the affirmation that she had to go along with it, he said, mm, I really like that because it resonated with him. And afterwards, he shared that the reason why he pushes on and goes on is because of me, my brother and his marriage. And so he was able to, in that moment, make a mental shift to the joy of living instead of focusing on the lack of joy of maybe his disappointments from the past or whatever those things might be. And so I'm all for it, basically. I'm all for it, whether it's talk therapy, EFT, yoga, dance, African dance, and any dance with uh, footwork and stomping and hip movements are really important as well. 
uh, stomping and moving your feet, it can be really good at moving the energy out of your body, especially anger, aggression, frustration. Moving your hips and stretching your hips and opening up and body rolls are really good to re-engage for women, their feminine energy that's locked up in your hips. And even when I went to get a massage, what was one of the things that he shared? Oh, your hips are tight. Great. <laughs> so um, I'm going to be focusing on stretching and moving and opening up my hips and my yoga workouts and really trying to sit in those poses. And if I have to cry, cry. If I have to you know, let out a moan, let it out, but just allowing the energy that's static and locked up to be broken up and begin to move and to flow. This is what it means to be an excellent queen. This is what it means to be a modern boss babe that's re-engaged in her feminine energy because she takes the time to learn thyself. She takes the time to learn her body. She's engaged in her sensuality because she's healed herself from her past, from the wounds that she's carrying. She's a woman that's a luminous and she glows when she walks into the room or when she walks down the street because she's doing her healing work. She's engaging herself. She's in touch. She's aware. She's in tune with her own body, which is an instrument. Think of that. Your body is a true instrument of God. Your voice, your fingers, how you touch people when you cook food in your home. They say the kitchen is the heart of the home. It's the heart of the home, yes, but it's the person that's in that space. That person is the heart of the home. And so what you're thinking when you're cooking food and how you're massaging the food and how you're touching the food or if you don't touch your food, how you speak life over it, the energy, the attitude that you have, I believe all of those things play a part. I believe all of those things go into the heart of the home and the people that eat from your kitchen, they're eating from your heart. So what is your heart? How is your heart? Have you moved the energy out of your body? Are you even acknowledging aspects of your heart? Are you even doing your healing work? Are you breathing? Are you moving your body? Are you moving out static energy? Especially for those of you like myself that may be dealing with grief. How do you move grief out of your body? It's one thing to mentally have peace about somebody passing. It's another thing to acknowledge that your body has an imprint of that person and that person's impact on your life and when they're no longer here what do you do with that energy there may be anger there may be resentment there may be sadness and you need to touch those things some of you may be better at touching those emotions than others but some of us if you're like me i often can put space between me and my emotions and so doing these different things help me to touch my feelings they help me to touch my emotions they help me to process. They help me to deal with it instead of sweeping it somewhere and just going, getting busy and going and securing the bag and making money. It helps me to sit with it. And especially for those of you who have been elevated to positions where you are caretaking for others or have children or are in a marriage, you're now responsible. Well, I don't want to use responsible. That's a strong word. But you are now in an elevated position where your decisions no longer only impact yourself. So your healing work for your own self no longer only affects just you. It affects the people in your house, whether they recognize it or not, they're responding to your energetic field. And as you begin to do the movement, as you begin to breathe, as you begin to heal, as you begin to transform yourself, the heart of your home and the people in your home, you are the heart of your home. 
and the people that are connected to you begin to benefit and reap the benefits of you doing that energetic deep healing work. Yes, we are connected as people. Yes, when you were held in someone's womb for nine months, you were literally connected to them. And so their healing work matters. Yes, when you connected with your partner and your lover and you guys have intimacy, your two bodies are literally connecting and joining. Your healing work and your energy and your body matters. So all of this really, truly matters. And I never saw myself as a wellness coach or anything like that, but I believe that we have undervalued these art forms in our world, in our society. Or uh, as I've said before on this podcast publicly, I believe one of the greatest life lessons of the world pandemic where people were forced to go home was that it refocused people on home. It refocused on an area that we often overlook. It's not just in the decor, it's not just in how it smells and how it feels, even though all those things are important. Home is truly where the heart is, and so many of us have been running away from avoiding and not dealing with the heart of the matter. And so this is my message today. Move that body, girl. <laughs> Move that body, bruh if you're listening to this. Move your body. Breathe. Connect with yourself. Get reconnected. Ground yourself. Get reconnected. Swim in the water. Water, to me, is, is representative of spirit. Spirit is representative of emotions and feelings and knowingness and being connected to the world beyond the earth, beyond the reality, beyond the physical sight. Connect back with water. That's why you have to drink it. <laughs> You're a spiritual being having an earthy experience. Drink your water. Take deep breaths. Move your body. Love on thyself. Heal thyself. Move the energy through your body and out of your body so that you can be a clean temple available and ready for use by God to love on even if it's just to love on yourself or to love on your loved ones that are in your immediate life even if you're not meant to be Michelle Obama and be on a massive stage in front of the world to impact the world maybe your world of impact is in your home or at your school or on your job I don't know what God has for you or in your business but it matters that you show up a ready willing vessel and in order to do that, it takes doing this level of work. And lastly, I want to leave you with this, Charmers. You don't have to do the work alone. Hallelujah. God is with you. For those of you who have professed that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says you will be saved. And those of you who are saved, you are now new creatures, new creations in Christ. It doesn't mean that your life won't have problems. It doesn't mean that you don't have to do the work. I just recorded this whole episode about me still doing the work. And I very much so walk, rock with Jesus, walk with Jesus, and have professed him as Lord over my life. But it means that I don't have to do this life alone. It means that Christ gives me the revelation of the things that I need to work on it means that I'm not just walking through life, you know, aimlessly without a helper. It means that there are benefits and privileges available to me to help me do this life with grace and with ease and with joy and with abundance and with fruitfulness. It means that there's hope that I'm not locked into whatever trauma that I went through, but that there's hope that I can be redeemed, that I am redeemed 
if I take it to the cross and lay it at God's feet. It means that there's hope that I can have an expected future, as the Bible says. It means that benefits are available to me and that I don't have to walk this earth alone, that I have help and that God has promised to perfect that which concerns me. And even for those of you like me who have lost a parent or a loved one or a parent is not available to you, the Bible even says when your mother and father forsake you, the Lord will take you up. And so there's so many benefits and privileges to walking with God. There's so much available to you and you do not have to do this thing alone. You do not have to walk in the dark. You do not have to be um, shackled by your blind spots of life. God is faithful to bring you to truth and to revelation and to knowledge that truly transforms you in your mind and in your body so that you may live your highest and best self in this life and you may be an excellent, excellent queen. I love you, Charmers. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.